Hello, and welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. When I was growing up, every Friday at school was Pizza Friday. For elementary school students, this was perhaps the most exciting part of the week. Unless you didn't like pizza, then I imagine it was a special kind of torture. Or you just brought your lunch from home that day. Regardless, Pizza Fridays felt something like a party. When I first got to Germany, much, much later, pizza was one of the first meals that I had. We had delicious pizza with large slices of salami, and it was like a whole new world opened up. I prefer salami to pepperoni personally. Well, German salami anyway. Another Germany pizza memory that I have, because yes, that's a thing apparently, was of another pizza lunch, sitting on the grass and enjoying what the shop called zombie pizza, which included bananas and peppers on the pizza. It was really good. The only downside was that we had managed to sit on a grassy spot infested with daddy long-legged spiders. I do not recommend spiders and pizza together. Although zombies and pizza apparently work well. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, the end of the week, or just enjoying really delicious food, pizza is a great option, so long as you're like not allergic to any of the ingredients. But we'll set that aside for the moment and take some time for a little bit of love and gratitude for pizza. Now, in this episode, we'll talk more about like pizza as pizza, not so much flatbread or calzones, although those are also very delicious, but we will take like a little bit of time for flatbread because that's where it starts. Flatbread goes back as far as the ancient Egyptians and was a forerunner of the modern-day pizza. The Romans also enjoyed a version of flatbread or pre-pizza called focaccia. You may be familiar with focaccia bread. The Romans would use this bread with a few different toppings and enjoy it that way, pretty similar to pizza. Ancient bread, dating back to 7,000 years ago, has been discovered in Sardinia. There's evidence of flatbread topped with garlic, cheese, onions, and herbs in ancient Greece, as well as Persian soldiers eating flatbread topped with cheese and dates as far back as the 6th century BCE. The Aeneid also refers to something similar to pizza, referencing round cakes topped with cooked vegetables. Honestly, these ancient recipes sound pretty good and I'm getting hungry. The word pizza's first recorded use shows up in 997 AD in Gita and other parts of southern and central Italy. In the beginning, pizza was mostly enjoyed by the Italians, but spread after World War II once the Allies stationed in Italy got a taste. Now, another set of scholars contend that the word pizza can be traced back to the pizzarelle, which was a kosher cookie eaten by Roman Jews during the Passover after they got back from the synagogue. There are more examples of early versions of pizza in Valencia, Catalonia, and the Balearic Islands. The Piadina in Italy, the Pida from Greece, or the Lepinia from the Balkans, just to name a few. These are a few different like types of almost pizza. Outside of the Mediterranean, you had the Ping in China, which was similar to the flatbread, as well as India's Partha. And then there's also Naan and Roti from South and Central Asia. And there are more examples in Finland, Sardinia, Germany, and France, with the Flammkuchen, Zwiebelkuchen, and Quiche, just to name a few. In the 16th century, a version of flatbread called galette was a street food in Naples, Italy. It was a food for the poor, essentially. In the 16th century, Spain brought over the tomato from the New World. Pizzas started to more closely resemble what we're familiar with today with this new addition. So thank you to the Americas for contributing to pizza, even if it's in a roundabout way. 
When tomatoes first came to Europe, however, many people believed that they were poisonous. And in the 18th century, it was the poorer classes that ate tomatoes with their bread. While there have been a lot of toppings over the years since the more official version of pizza, the food itself started out as more of a sweet food than a savory food. In fact, it wasn't until the late 19th or early 20th century that pizza really became more savory. So dessert pizza came first. Who knew? We started to see pizzerias as early as the 19th century, with 54 pizzerias recorded in 1807. Many more innovations have taken place since. The frozen pizza, for example, was relatively recent, with the first frozen pizza hitting the shelves in 1962. So now let's talk about the origins of a few classic styles of pizza. There's a story about the creation of the margarita pizza, that it was created in honor of the visit of the queen consort. Other stories say that both the margarita pizza and the marinara pizzas already existed in Naples as early as 1734, but the story talks about a queen consort, Margarita of Savoy, visiting in 1889. It was said that a famous pizza maker, Rafael Esposito, made the pizza margarita to honor the queen consort. The pizza was made with mozzarella, basil, and tomatoes to represent the colors of the Italian flag. So there's some contestation over like whether or not Esposito made that pizza to honor Queen Margarita of Savoy or whether it had already existed for like a good long while in Naples. We'll see. Time will tell us a little bit more, I'm sure. The pizza marinara, which we just mentioned, is made topped with garlic, oregano, extra virgin olive oil, and tomatoes. It was called marinara, referring to the marinara, or the wife of the seaman, because the wife would traditionally make the meal for her husband once he returned from fishing in the Bay of Naples. So she made like this kind of pizza. Another pizza that is pretty divisive is the Hawaiian pizza. Honestly, I myself, I like it. I just like the sweet with the salty. Like, I like that contrast. But it is not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody likes it. And the person who created all of this controversy is Sam Panopoulos. He invented the Hawaiian pizza in Canada in 1962. The largest pizza in the world was made in 2012 in Rome and had an area measuring in at 1,261.65 meters. And I want to know how many people it took to eat that piece of pizza. I hope they ate it. I'd be very sad if they didn't. Pizza is very popular in the United States. So much so that on average, across the nation, we eat about 350 slices of pizza per second. And for how many pizzas we eat a day, that comes out to be about 100 acres of pizza. Breakfast pizza is also a thing for about 36% of Americans. If they mean cold pizza by that, then I 100% agree. I like cold pizza. Americans consume over 250 million pounds of pepperoni each year. And pepperoni happens to be the most popular pizza topping in the United States. With all of that pizza consumption, and that's just in the United States, it's no surprise that pizza is a $37 billion industry. The most expensive pizza in the world, contributing to that $37 billion, costs $12,000. And you can find it in Italy. There's a chef who comes to your home to make it special. Pizza is popular all over the world. The first pizzeria in Canada opened in 1948 in Montreal. Pizza came over to the United States in the late 19th century, and the first Pizza Hut, an American chain selling pizza, opened in China in 1990. 
Every country has its own spin on pizza, from the bananas and salami minus daddy long leg spiders in Germany to mayonnaise as a popular topping in Japan. In India, the most popular topping is tofu. Pizza has even made it to some tough places to reach, with the first pizzeria in North Korea opening in 2009. Beyond those tough places to reach, pizza has even made it outside the earth. Pizza has been delivered to space. In 2001, the Russian space agency paid to have a pizza delivered to the International Space Station. Beyond food, pizza has even influenced math and culture. There is a pizza theorem. There's also what is called the pizza effect, which is when part of a nation's culture or a people's culture is adopted or embraced in a different part of the world by a different nation or culture and then sent back or re exported. Back to the country of origin. Basically, part of your culture is sent out into the world, and the world puts its own spin or interpretation on it and sends it back. There are pros and cons to that, of course, but that is the pizza effect. Who knew that pizza could go from the ancient world to street food to high cuisine to mathematics to culture studies to space and back to our very own Pizza Fridays? Pretty impressive pizza. Pretty impressive. So, for all of these and many more reasons, I am very, very grateful for pizza and all the good memories with friends, classmates, and family that go along with it. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care.